Hey, what's up? Welcome to the AV Club Podcast. My guest today is Chase Marriott. We talked about comics. We talked about comics. We talked about the Marvel Universe. And we talked about Chase's passions. I mean, it's really cool to hear the guy open up. And I've never heard him get this deep into it before because I've never had like a one-on-one conversation with him. And so I was really grateful to get the opportunity to sit with him and chat. We also talked about fitness. This guy used to be pretty hefty and he lost a lot of weight. And now he's not pretty hefty anymore. Uh, We got a little nerdy, a little flirty, and a little wordy. I don't know. Anyways, without further ado, Chase Marriott. Thanks. We're live. Three, two, one, live. Three, two, one, we're live. What's up, Chase? (laughs) What's up, baby? Dude, hold on just a second. This is super rude, but um, we got a call here. Hey, real quick, you're, you're on the podcast just for a second. Say hi to Chase. What's up, Chase? What's up? You, bro? What's up, Danny? Are you on your break? <laughs> uh, sure. I'm, I'm in the closet uh, of uh, healthy living. Hey, bro. Am I, am I... It's okay. <laughs> I just want to feel safe. Well, come on out. And <laughs> am, I, am I on the podcast for real right now? Yeah, you called, you called literally as we started, so you're on it real quick. That's so cool. All right, guys. Well, I didn't mean to interrupt. Uh, I just had something to tell you. Anyway. Okay, we'll talk <laughs> to you. Have a good one. You guys have a good conversation. All right, appreciate Shout it, bro. Out everybody. Share, hey, if you're listening to the podcast, make sure you're sharing this shit on your stories on Instagram and Facebook, <laughs> too. All right, love you, boys. I'll talk to you guys soon. All right, love Later. you, bro. Bye. All right, Dude, sorry about that. That was rude. You're good, man. Um, Chase, thanks for coming on, bro. I'm excited to be here, man. Good, man. Let's uh, let's get nerdy today. How does that sound? Dude, you know me. I'm always <laughs> ready to get nerdy. So I, I'm genuinely curious about this. Where does it all start for you? How do you get? How did you get so involved in the world of comics? Yeah, that's that's a good question. So for me, it started my freshman year of high school. <clears throat> I had a friend who he was really into comics and. I mean, I I had thought, like, Iron Man and all that stuff was cool, like, in the movies, like, the few that were out at that time. I was Mm -hmm. like, yeah, they're they're cool. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, they're cool. Um, But uh, he he would have these these books that were, like, big guides of, like, characters and, like, like how the Avengers got from where they are from the 60s to where they were at, at the time. And I just thought wow that's pretty cool like I and he was kind of a weird guy so I wanted to like be friends with him and yeah. like make him feel comfortable so I started asking him questions so like why is that so he wouldn't shoot you <laughs> no so that he would feel comfortable because he was new to town oh okay and so I, I just started looking through them with him and and I was remember just thinking like this is actually like kind of cool mm-hmm. like this is actually pretty interesting and he he had brought one one day, and I said, "Do you have any like others that I could borrow? Like, I think I want to like start learning about these guys." And he said, "Yeah, sure, sure." And uh, the next day, he brought me a guide to like all the Avengers characters that were important at what? the time. And it was about a two hundred page book, and I just I tore through it, and I, I was just like, "This is just so cool." I loved because it, it like gave you stats on like power levels intelligence all these things like gave a brief overview and i just thought that was so interesting and i was like i want to know more 
And so I kept saying, like, is there, do you have any others I could borrow? And he let me borrow a few more. And then that summer, um, I ended up buying my first thing that was mine. And it was a big guide on, on, on Avengers specifically and, and their journey from the 60s to, I guess, at that time, when the book was published, 2010. And, and I remember just reading it at, we were at the beach with my family and I just remember reading it and I was like, this is just, like, who would have known there was such an expansive universe, like, within these pages. And, and that was just one of the major companies. Um, and from there, it just kind of, it just kind of snowballed. I just kept getting more, more guides. And then I started venturing into graphic novels, which is what I mainly collect. Um, and not single issues, just because if you collect single issues, they, they stack up real quick. Yeah. Um, and so I just started buying and buying and buying more graphic novels when I could and asking them for Christmas instead of, of video games and, and other things. Um, and nowadays, I think I have... Jeez, I, <laughs> I've counted them once and I can't remember, but it's, it's a lot. And it's, Over 100? Probably not that much, but probably going to get there pretty soon. Yeah. Um, especially now that I have adult money. Adult money. Um, that's right. Making the big bucks. But, yeah, that's kind of where it all started, and it's just snowballed for the past, geez, I guess it's been <clears throat> 10, 12 years now. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, whenever I met you, um, had to have been I think that was five years ago now. Yeah. Freshman in college. We were both freshmen in college. and. Mm-hmm. That's what Daniel like knew about you. That was like the main thing because this yeah. is when we had all kind of first met met you. Like at right. least me, y'all you know, like just now at yeah. UMHB and roommates for the first time. Mm. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, dang man, that's cool. Like Daniel's like, dude, this guy knows a ton. Like it's crazy. <laughs> and I was like, dude, that's awesome because my family knows a, a lot about it too. I, I'm on my mom's side, oh, like nice. my one of my uncles, he knows all about it. Like. Honestly, I would honestly say probably close to what you know. That's cool. Maybe since he has kids and like a family, he doesn't actually right. probably do it as much anymore, but he reads online all the time about it. And That's so awesome. They've always been involved, and so I've always kind of known a little bit about it, but um, the movies are like obviously what I know the most about. Right. And so anything other than that, anything deeper than that surface level is like over my head. But right. So like getting started, like when, when you learn about the Avengers, what was like something that caught your attention isn't like in terms of like i don't know because you see the movies you're like oh okay he does this she does that right. like, with the power levels like what is that like explain that so the stuff that really got me like with the avengers and like power levels and stuff is just like like let's take spider-man everyone knows spider-man and like i grew up watching the Sam Raimi, Tobey Maguire, Spider-Man. So, like, yeah. Spider-Man was cool to me already, but it wasn't until, like, I really started, like, going in depth, because that was another one of the first ones I got was a Spider-Man guide um, detailing his story, which is obviously one of the most complex and long and detailed of Marvel's history. And, like, you think of those movies, and you're like, oh, like, it's cool, Spider-Man fights these guys, and, like, Mary Jane, whatever. But then, just as you dive into it, like, I never realized, like, that Spider-Man can lift, like, 10 tons. And, like, no one would think 
Spider-Man can lift 10 tons. You're like, oh, he's strong. Like, right. he, he can swing webs. But And then there's just so many other villains and characters that, like, people who haven't seen, who have only seen the movies just would never know about. Yeah. And there's just, like, the tragedy of, of, of Uncle Ben, like everyone knows. And then now that The Amazing Spider-Man's out, everyone knows about the tragedy of Gwen Stacy. And there's just so much more that happens other than just those things and it's just it's insane and it's it was just so interesting to know that there's such a deep history that mm-hmm. just keeps getting expanded upon and while that can get complex with because it's been what like 50 years since spider-man started and it can be hard to to stack upon 50 years of of backstory but yeah at the same time like it's just so interesting that all this has happened, and yet he's still going strong. That's wild. Like, as as a character, which yeah. is just insane to me. That's cool. His it's cool seeing the different movies. Obviously, you know people have their favorites, mm-hmm. and but it's just it, it is cool to see his his growth as a character and like. Oh, for sure. It, I love those Spider-Man movies. Yeah, they're, they're legit. They're super cool. Which one is your favorite of the ones that are <clears throat> available? Um. I mean, I like all of them for different reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, some are better than others. Um, that's a large debate, but I, <laughs> I think just the classic Spider-Man two, just Tobey Maguire versus Doc Ock. That yeah, that moment where he he stopped from being like, he went from being like, just like I'm a hero to to really understanding the responsibility of what it means to be a hero. Right and and in the end, he doesn't even he he fights Doc Ock at the end, but he ends up winning by just being a person and being a human being, which which is all Spider Man is about. Is like when Stanley created him, he want he said, "I want a superhero. I want a teenage superhero." But what if instead of just him being a hero and that's all there is, what if he had real problems? Because up until that point, all it was was adventure after adventure after adventure after adventure for whatever heroes were out at the time and Stanley just was like let's turn this on its head and let's let's do something that people connect with and people thought Spider-Man would fail really like he came to his editor at first and said here's my pitch and he said that is the dumbest idea I have ever heard wow and Stanley just stuck to his guns and it's now Marvel's number one property um which is just yeah, I, that's why I think Spider-Man himself is an interesting character. Yeah, so that's crazy. So this the Marvel universe is, um, I I don't I can't even wrap my head around half <laughs> of it. It's huge, man. So let's talk about the Avengers because that's more mm-hmm. like everybody knows the Avengers and right. it's easier to kind of understand their story. Mm-hmm. So like the the phases, that's oh, like all, the MCU phases. Yeah, mm-hmm. is that what? So let's start from the beginning of that phase one. What what movies does that entail? And like. What's kind of the story behind that? I don't even know the phases. Yeah, so so phase one is Iron Man 1, The Incredible Hulk, Iron Man 2, Thor, Captain America 1, and Avengers 1. And um, honestly, from what I I have seen and read from, from like Jon Favreau, who directed Iron Man 1, Kevin Feige, who is just head of this little Marvel Studios at the time. Um, they just like, let's make an Iron Man movie. And 
what a lot of people don't realize now because Iron Man is such a huge character is like he was a, a C care a C lister may, maybe a B lister at the time in the comics like people weren't reading Iron Man like people weren't super interested in him at the time and they took this character and and they made this this awesome movie from it and the rumor is like there wasn't going to be an MCU until Iron Man said or till Robert Downey Jr. changed the line at the end of the movie and said I am Iron Man because that wasn't in the original script which is the rumor and do you know what he was supposed to say I don't I don't I wish I did um because in the comics Iron Man originally was he he hid his identity before he revealed it but he ended up just saying I am Iron Man which everyone knows now and I think they just took that and and ran with it right and decided you know I think we could do something here and now we're 13 years in yeah and one of the most in-depth franchises if not the most in-depth franchise in all of cinematic history i think it is just came from that that one that one movie just changed everything which is just it's so cool to see mm-hmm. i had no idea he was a c-list like b-list like yeah. lower type of superhero when you so when you think of superheroes what are the ones that you think of you personally that not everybody knows of like what are the ones that kind of catch your attention that you think should have a movie or maybe be more involved so in the comic book world like like people who who know stuff like and is is into it like i am this this character in particular who's not marvel he's dc um Mm. he he's well known lots of comic book people love this character which is nightwing um i think he deserves more recognition in the spotlight like like batman because if if people don't know watching nightwing was the first robin and he he grew up and said i don't want to be in your shadow and and went his own way uh i mean him and batman are still friends i guess if that's what you want to call it yeah yeah but like he said i want to be my own i want to be my own person Mm -hmm. um and i think he deserves a spotlight i think in the marvel cinematic universe or the Marvel Universe in general. Um, I I would probably say... I, I want Beta Ray Bill to show up. That's fake. <laughs> that's not a real person. Yeah, it is. No, that's not real. So, Beta Ray Bill is, is an alien who can wield Thor's hammer in the comics. Oh, wow. And... Basically, he, he's a part of this this race that I believe, if I'm remembering correctly, it was like either completely destroyed or on the brink of dis- extinction. And and Thor came across him, and he thought Thor was an enemy, and they fought. And basically, to be honest, he he kicked Thor's ass. Oh wow! <laughs> and and he picked up the hammer and could wield it. And how he was worthy. Wow, he had a pure heart and pure soul, and he, and at the end of the story, like basically, Thor was like, "I see you as like a worthy adversary, like a worthy, worthy ally." Because I think they ended up teaming up and fighting some some villain, um, and then he got his own hammer, and oh. he now 
travels the cosmos as Beta Ray Bill and just fights people. He's, I'm pretty sure he's been part of the Guardians and then like a Canadian superhero team <laughs> at one time. And I think he deserves a spot. I think he's an interesting character. Yeah. And I mean, that would be cool to have him yeah. carry that hammer. And, because, I mean, uh, I don't know, many of the listeners probably won't know this, but like Thor's hammer can only be wielded or used by certain people and very, right. very few people, right? Like, Correct. Usually who are worthy, mm-hmm. but in what was it, the the last Avengers movie? Endgame. But in Endgame. Captain America wields it. Yeah, which is nuts. Right, yeah. Super cool moment, by the way. Teared up a little bit. Did you really? Oh, yeah. That's that's awesome, man. It's cool how passionate you are about it. Yeah. I uh, mean, that movie that movie in particular, uh, uh, when I saw it, I mean, so in the comics, there's these things called, like, splash panels and then, like, panoramic panels where, like, you basically see this huge, it takes up two whole pages and it's a whole big, like, almost like like the photo you have back there but of comic book characters in that moment where like all the avengers and everyone who came through the portals and they're attacking thanos's army it it's basically one of those panels that you can read in a comic book come to life and i just when i watch that for the first time and even sometimes now when i watch it it's just it brings a tear to my eye because i'm like i'm seeing this thing that i read and i've spent so much time enjoying and and building my knowledge and 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 loving come to life on a screen mm-hmm. and it's just it's i mean for lack of a better word i mean it's beautiful to me so that's awesome man no it is cool because you in these movies especially when you see them in theaters it's a whole different experience when you see any movie in theaters mm-hmm. but something like this it's like first of all people love it right people love a good superhero movie especially right. one that's well made and when mm-hmm. the characters you've kind of grown with them and you've seen them progress over all right. of the all the movies of individual movies and then like Avengers together movies, mm-hmm. and it's cool because the atmosphere in a theater I I know 100 you've experienced this but it's like everybody's everybody's there to just 100 focus on the screen you don't have anybody right. like messing around and like people start clapping in cool scenes and like yeah when like people like when you think someone's dead and they're not then somebody will start clapping and then everybody starts clapping so it's like a atmospheric thing that you get when mm-hmm. you're in the movies and so i i totally can see that yeah how, how it's easily can bring a tear especially to someone like you who's right like you said you read about this all the time and like you it's one thing to read right it's another mm-hmm. thing to kind of see it come to life. Right, exactly, exactly. So do, how much, this is just kind of like a random question, but how much do you think the actual like actors know about the comics? Do you think they have to do like in-depth research? And So I I know like most of them, if not all of them, have read like key stories like from them. Like um, we'll take Elizabeth Olsen who plays Scarlet Witch, for example. She... She absolutely loves her character. When she was told, you're going to be this character, she she deep-dived into the character and was like, wow, there are so many great storylines and this character is so interesting. And she loves that character. And she's talked about storylines that, th- that she enjoyed when she was reading. Um, I mean, there's pictures of, of Benedict Cumberbatch, who's Doctor Strange, reading Doctor Strange comics. and And I think... I think a lot of them know enough to to play the character 
correctly, mm-hmm. if not as good as you with can a be. passion. Right, right. Um, and I think for, in my opinion, I think a lot of the people who are cast as a comic book character really enjoy being that character and they love that character. Mm-hmm. Um, like, like Henry Cavill, he, he loved being Superman. Like, mm-hmm. that's one example I can think of off the top of my head. Elizabeth Olsen, like I mentioned. And so I think I think they know enough to, to where I myself am happy. Um, and I think it just comes across on the screen. You believe them, right? right. You believe that they are the character. That's yeah. awesome. Which is really all it takes. I just... I was mm-hmm. curious to see if there was any anybody who like did a super deep dive, which I'm sure there are probably oh, people. For sure. But um, so let's let's get back to this. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, to the phases of mm-hmm. the Avengers, man. So phase one, and then phase two. What what movies does that entail? So phase two, I get a little fuzzy on phase two and three um, because there's a lot. There's a lot, especially phase three. Phase two is, I believe it's Iron Man 3, Guardians 1, Captain America 2, Thor 2. Um, I'm probably going to miss a few. Um, Age of Ultron, and I believe the first Ant-Man caps off phase two. I, I, I believe. Yeah. Um, why, why do they do it out of order like that? Do you know? What do you mean? Like you just said Iron Man 3. Oh, so Iron Man 3... I mean, so... They do it in phases or whatever. But Iron Man 3 was... Like... Basically, kind of Tony Stark's like first major arc ending. Mm-hmm. Um, but it also was a great... I, I don't think anyone's categorized it as this technically. But it was kind of like an epilogue to the first Avengers, while a lot of people agree it's not a great epilogue, but it's still an epilogue because Tony's still dealing with the, the repercussions from, from from the Avengers and what happened there. Right. And and he's having to come to terms of with anxiety and and what it means to be Iron Man and what it means to, to be attacked personally and all these things and coming into himself fully. Um so I, I don't know if they did it out of order. I think it was just that's the way they, they decided to go. Because mm-hmm. Iron Man is probably the staple character of the MCU. And so right out of the gate, if they're going to go into the next phase, they're going to go with their strongest one, their right. their best foot forward. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. So when you, when you, first of all, when is the last time you've watched all of them kind of in order? So currently, me and my wife are in the middle of it. Well, we're we're actually at the end because the only ones we have left um, are Endgame and Far From Home, Spider Man Far From Home. Um, but we've been doing that for a few months uh, now, and it's just it's fun. I mean, so I I try and watch Marvel stuff, like I. I don't think I could watch the the whole entirety of the MCU every year just because that takes a lot of time. Right. And being married and having a job and just so it's a little bit harder, but I definitely try and watch like 
my favorites, like the Captain Americas, like Thor three, like the Guardians, like yeah. the Avengers for sure. Um, just especially, I, I at least probably get in probably ten to fifteen Marvel movies at least a year, if not more. Probably. Right. That's pretty reasonable. It's, you know, that's like fifteen. Friday nights. Fifteen or, Friday nights out of yeah. all however many there are. Um, how many? I mean, so in the in the phases, why do they phase them out like that? Is it just because it builds the story up until like an ending, or is I that think, how the comics are? No, so I think that was just like a creative choice of just like let's section this out so we don't overwhelm ourselves and the viewers. Yeah. Um, just so that we can have like this clear path, this clear progression of like this was phase one. This is a building phase. Phase two, we take that that foundation and we build a little bit more on it. And phase three was basically finishing that pyramid. I know there's going to be a phase four, but like phase three was like the pinnacle of that pyramid, and like it finally culminated in in Endgame, mm-hmm. where if anyone knows anything about like <laughs> like old old timey building that was like the capstone of of the of the first few phases and mm-hmm. i think it was just all just a, a big progression and i think that's why they did it just just to pace pace it out cinematically and, and story-wise yeah that makes sense because there's a ton it's like i didn't know their phases were a thing until like i mm. think you had mentioned it to daniel and then he had mentioned it to me and then mm. yeah. i get a lot of i get a lot of regurgitated information so whatever you tell daniel <laughs> I'll end up hearing, but he's like, and like, uh, but you know, Chase will tell you better, but like, you know, <laughs> he gives me like a rough draft of like what you said, but, um, so the, the new TV series that are out on Disney plus, mm-hmm. uh, are those important to the phases? And like, if so, yes. like it is, they are important. They do connect and they do tie in. Um, I, I would advise people to watch it one, just because they connect to the MCU, but more importantly, they're just. From what I've seen so far, and currently, if you're watching this in like three years from now, <laughs> currently only WandaVision has completed, and we're in the middle of Falcon and Winter Soldier right now. And I think both of them are great. WandaVision was a great mystery drama, and Falcon and Winter Soldier is a great action thriller, like buddy cop film, mm-hmm. but in a show. And I think they're great, and they are going to be important, and you will see characters show up in the movies later. Wow, really? Yeah. I saw a little bit of Winter Soldier. This the dude I work with put it on. Um, and so I was like, oh, this is interesting. But I didn't want to really pay attention because I wanted to watch right. WandaVision first. And mm. then, um, so uh, another question. So my brother was like, I was telling him that you're going to be on. And so I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. if you have any questions, let me know. And so he wants to know um, kind of like what, if you had to rank the villains Good question. What would be like the order and like in terms of like obviously like most powerful to like least powerful or like least powerful to however you want to do that, but what are like the rankings of them in like terms of strength? So if we're gonna go power <laughs> power wise, um I'd probably say number one is the strongest is, is Thanos. I mean He is. He was set up for I guess that was 11 years. So if he wasn't the strongest, mm-hmm. then they did something wrong. Yeah. Um, so I think Thanos is number one. Number two, um, 
I'd probably say, I think Hela from Thor three is is probably number two because basically the only way they beat her was to destroy Asgard as a whole because they couldn't beat her by herself. And Thor's like Thor and Hulk are like the strongest Avengers. So like they, if they couldn't beat him, like there was yeah who could, and so I think she's number two. Number three, um, yeah, that's kind of hard. Number three is probably, probably Ego. Who's that? Uh, he was the villain of Guardians 2. No, Ego was the, uh, the critic in Ratatouille. <laughs> he was also that, he was a bad, he, he, that's actually number one, is Ego from Ratatouille. <laughs> Um, so Ego is basically, he's a, he's a planet and, oh, oh, from, and Dr. Strange had to kill him, right? Was that? No, Guardians. Okay. Guardian. Oh, well, I'll get to Dr. Strange in a second. Um, (laughs) okay. But Ego's basically, he's a planet. So like they also had to blow up a planet to kill him. Wow. Um, and then you mentioned Dr. Strange and I totally forgot about Dormammu who's basically a, a celestial God. Yeah. Um, and the only way that he he wasn't even like destroyed destroyed he just basically got so annoyed that he just gave up yeah um so he how would how would you kill him i don't think you can you probably have to destroy a whole the dark universe which is or yeah i think it's the dark universe i'm probably not saying it right what's wrong with it's probably something else but you probably have to destroy that whole universe which he's in charge of and that's Nigh he's, impossible. He's the manager of the dark universe. Yeah. <laughs> yes. He's the CEO. <laughs> CEO. Businessman. Um, That's crazy to think about that they had to annoy him. Right. To kill him. Um, other than that, I mean, Loki's pretty strong. He is? I mean, like, magic-wise, like, he's, I mean, Thanos chose him for a reason originally to, like, take over Earth. Mm. I mean... He's not, but I think those those four that I mentioned are probably the strongest out yeah. of the, out of the MCU, and I, I'm probably forgetting someone. But if you know stuff, comment comment below, <laughs> comment. and I'll know. Let Chase know. Educate him. Um, what about Wanda? Because she's like, she could have killed Thanos, right? Yeah. So I mean, I know she's not a villain yet. Yet. So that's a good point. So spoilers for WandaVision if you haven't watched it. Um, basically, in my wait opinion, a second, you about to spoil it? Yes, I haven't seen it. Don't spoil it. Okay, never mind. But give me like, can you say what you were gonna say, kind of without spoiling it? Like, yeah. So I'll, I'll talk about Scarlet Witch in the comics. Scarlet Witch has changed the fundamentals of the universe multiple times. Yeah, she is. She's a, what they call in the comics, a nexus being, which basically means she can change reality without the consequences of, like... Oh, jeez. Not in, like, consequences of, like, people won't come after her, but the consequences of, like, there would be ramifications within time and space. So she could do it without that? Right. So, like, in the comics, she she changed the whole world to basically change the dominant race from from human beings being on top and mutants being on the bottom to mutants being the 
the top and humans being the bottom. Wow. And then a few weeks later, however long it was that that happened, she got fed up with fighting and just said, all right, no more mutants. And basically she took out the mutant gene, which is a, down to a de- like a, a genetic level in the comics. And basically she took out millions and millions of mutants and left 200 or so. So she, she, in my opinion, I think she is probably the strongest human in in the MCU. And I think we will get, if, if you watch WandaVision, you'll get a taste of that. And I think we'll get an even bigger taste of that in her next appearance, which is Doctor Strange 2. Wow. There's a lot of good ones coming out, right? What are the ones that are coming up? Movies, so, films. Within the next few years, there's a, there's a bunch of shows. But movie-wise, there's... Pretty soon it's going to be Black Widow, and then it's going to be Shang-Chi. What is that? So Shang-Chi is the master of kung fu, and it's going to be uh, an all-Asian cast, which is super exciting. Oh, that's, that's pretty cool. Um, and, and he, I, I, don't, I don't think Shang-Chi has powers. I'm pretty sure I've looked it up, and I'm pretty sure he doesn't have powers, because I, I, don't, I don't know much about Shang-Chi. Um, but I'm pretty sure he doesn't have powers, but he's just an awesome fighter. Um, and then after that, it's going to be the Eternals. And then after that, it's, I I don't remember the order. I think it's Doctor Strange 2. No, no, no. Then it's Spider-Man 3 after Eternals, then Doctor Strange 2, and then Thor 4. Dang. That's what I can remember off the top of my head. And there's shows like She-Hulk, Moon Knight, um, Secret Invasion, Armor Wars, and a ton of others. Yeah. So that's crazy. How well do these hold up to the comics? Are they pretty accurate? So, the Marvel, the Marvel universe, Marvel and DC don't like they will take an idea from the comics mm-hmm. and they'll basically make it more palatable to like a common audience. Like like Civil War, for example, that is that that's a huge event in the Marvel in the Marvel cinematic universe. And or the Marvel universe in right. the, in the comics, and that one's pretty faithfully adapted. Um, there, there's a lot more going on in the comics, and a lot more characters and and stuff like that. Um, so that one that that's probably the most the the best example of like faithfully adapted. But for the most part, people don't they'll take an idea from the comics or multiple ideas. And, and spin it into something that's, like I said, more more palatable to, to common audience because a lot of the stories use all that history that I mentioned earlier and they build upon that and it's it's hard to to do that on film when we haven't seen all that history. And so yeah. they'll, they'll take an idea like, uh, like Iron Man 1, like, his first outing as Iron Man in the comics wasn't against Iron or um, Ironmonger or Obadiah Stane or whatever his name was. Yeah, like that. That wasn't his first outing as as Iron Man in the comics. But like his origin is, is pretty faithfully adapted. But everything else is just like they took Ironmonger from the comics. Said this will be a good villain. He fought. They fought in the comics, and let's let's make that the villain. Um, same with with um, 
You know, honestly, now that I think about it, I think Captain America probably has the best, like, adaptability from the comics to the movies. Um, because all all three of his are, are pretty pretty well done. But like like in game, there's not there's not an in game comic right. that I'm aware of. <laughs> right. Um like they, they they fought Thanos in the comics and it's called Infinity Gauntlet, um and, and a few other titles because they fought him several times, but Infinity Gauntlet was like the first time they really fought him, like as a as a group. And like there there is no in game where where there's a fat Thor and there's there's Iron Man retired like there there's not that right but it, right makes sense yeah I mean it it's faithful and like it in the sense of the characters but it's not really like let's take this exact story and put it on the screen yeah yeah is there anything from any of these movies that was missing from the comics that you like thought should have been in there <laughs> does that make sense yeah uh, my biggest one that bugs me and i love tom holland spider-man don't get mad at me people who love tom holland i love tom holland he's great he's great peter parker um there hasn't been a lot of web swinging with spider-man in my opinion that is such a fundamental part of who spider-man is and that is just like when you think spider like like let's take the game for example like one of the best parts of the spider-man games especially the most recent one is you can swing around New York. Yeah. And and we just haven't gotten that with with Tom Holland which mm-hmm. which I think is a missed opportunity. Hmm. So, that's my opinion. That's crazy. That's not at all what I thought you were going to say. I mean, I didn't know specifically what I thought you were going to say, but I thought it was going to be like, "Well, I thought they should have invited this character or introduced mm-hmm. this character into the show because he is vital to like how they, you know, whatever." Right. Yeah. Is there is there any characters you think that should have been in there or is that like the really major only thing that you um i mean there are like things where like it would be cool if like a character showed up here i mean there i mean like there's the like the whole mutants and fantastic four which disney just acquired which are huge titles in in the comics and yeah they just now got them and so they're gonna have to introduce them way later in the mcu so i i mean i wish that we could have had those as we were building the mcu but I think the MCU did a great job without them, and I and I yeah. think even if we did, even if Disney hadn't acquired those rights, like it would have been great. Yeah, that's cool, man. What What do you think? Like, let's say a big a person who's probably seen like you know maybe Iron Man one, and then the like a couple of other of the films. What do you think is their best bet in terms of like how how would they understand, or which movies did they absolutely need to see in order to like. Mm-hmm. to be captivated by the story of the phases right. and stuff. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, definitely Iron Man 1. That's a great one. I think all, like, like the very first ones in particular, all the Avengers ones for sure. So, like, Iron Man 1, Thor 1, Captain America 1, and Avengers 1, definitely for sure you should watch. Um, all the Avengers movies, so Avengers 1, 2, 3, and in game i think all those um i think that doctor strange is up there i love that movie uh, yeah i love doctor strange he's he's a cool character and it's a great movie benedict cumberbatch is a great actor yeah um i think guardians one is important thor three is also important 
Um, I I know this is a lot of movies. This is a lot. Yeah, but uh, it's all it's all like, it is a lot of movies. But it's like everybody has access to them, and right. You know, who knows who will actually watch them? But like, it gives me a good understanding because like if I was going to redo the whole thing and like, I would want to do it in like a a time saving way mm-hmm. that would get me like the most bang for my buck. If that and, makes sense, and like. I mean, I would if if you have the time, watch all of them. Like they're great. But like for, I realize people are busy and like life happens and like mm-hmm. you don't have time to to commit to. I mean, there's there's twenty three movies and in two shows now. Like that's hey, a lot of time. That is a time. I mean, time. if if you really want to get caught up without watching all the movies, like watch watch YouTube videos. Like oh, there there are great YouTube videos that that will sum up the MCU to get you caught up, and they yeah. will highlight. The important things that have happened that that so that you'll be aware and also like if you're gonna go watch a movie unless it's like Infinity War or Endgame for the most part the MCU does a pretty good job of having an enjoyable story without having the background yeah I I would agree hundred percent so like if you if your friends are like let's watch Thor three like you don't have to have seen all the movies up to that point, you don't have to have seen Thor one and two up yeah. to that point to 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 enjoy it because it like Thor three is just a good movie on its own and mm-hmm. and it explains who Thor is and like and I think each movie does that where it's it's still enjoyable without having to have the context, which I think that's why the MCU has succeeded is because it's more enjoyable if you have all that that those past movies and that knowledge in your head, mm-hmm. but it's still enjoyable without it. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense. What's your overall summary on like how they've been doing so far with the whole MCU? Like all, all from phase one, like Iron Man one to the very last film that they made. And what are your thoughts on it, man? Cause... I mean, there's definitely ups and downs like in the movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's, there's definitely like big conflicts on like who thinks what movies are better and, all those things. And I think that at this point in time, the MCU is at its peak. Um, and and I hate to, to say this, and I, and I hope the MCU keeps going strong for years and years, but I, I, I feel like they're getting to a point of, and, and I've talked to, to my wife and a few other people about this, like they're getting to a point where it's, it's like you said, there's a lot of movies, like there's a lot to catch up on and, and and people like young kids who who haven't watched all the movies but want to get into it, and they they jump into whenever like let's say they jump into like Avengers five or whatever, they're gonna be like, what is going on? Like it, it's just getting a lot to like hold the weight of of like um, like story wise, um, and and I love it and I think it's enjoyable, but I know it's it's a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but right now I think. Marvel's just kind of riding this high because they had Endgame in 2019. Oh, was that long ago? Yeah. Wow. And and they kind of, like, they basically planted the flag of, like, we made it. Like, we we beat Thanos, and they kind of, and we brought literally everyone from every movie ever into the show, into the movie. (laughs) And, like, we we did it. We, We did what no one else has done before. Right. And they kind of just rode that high, and then and then COVID happened, and 
people, and I think honestly, just because not a lot of movies have come out, they've continued to ride that high. Right. Um, so I think right now they're at an all-time high, and, and I hope they keep they keep going. I think they have great opportunity to keep growing. Um, but I, I definitely think the MCU started off slow. Mm-hmm. I think not a lot, like even Daniel, like if, like he'll tell you, he like he didn't know that the movies were connected. So when the MCU was starting, like, there were all these movies and like people didn't really understand and then the Avengers came out and they were like, wait a second. Like these are all like connected. Connected? Yeah. Like what? And like that yeah. there hadn't been like before at that time there hadn't been five movies of another movie franchise that all culminated into one at the mm-hmm. time. And so I think once the Avengers, like the very first one came out, people were like, you know, I think I think we might need to pay attention to this. Yeah. Like this this is cool. Like this is interesting. There's so much here and there was only six movies at the time. And I think Marvel they stumbled a little bit in phase 2 just because there was a few not great ones. Mm-hmm. Um so I think they stumbled a little bit in phase 2. But then once they they kind of stepped into to phase 3 I think they really got back into their stride, um, and they just made lots of great leaps and bounds towards end game, and then end game happened, and like I said, they've just they they made it, yeah. and so it, it's definitely been an uphill climb. And I mean, like I said, like when when Iron Man was filmed, Marvel Studios was this tiny, tiny like yeah, just like oh, I guess we'll make an Iron Man movie. Uh, that's cool, I guess. And now it's this huge like if you go on Disney Plus there's a Marvel tab and like there's YouTube channels and and like blogs and pages just all dedicated to this one universe and so yeah. I think they've done a great job yeah so it's killer man it's so entertaining I love I love all of it it's yeah. hard not to like unless you just don't like superheroes or like right. you don't like but it's suspenseful it's action there's mm-hmm. like some little some stuff that pulls on the heartstrings and it has a little bit of everything yeah, it's cool and definitely. You, i do you do feel connected with the characters absolutely so it's like it's weird because now that there's no more iron man like it's gonna be weird like it's gonna be weird it's gonna be super strange for every other movie and I, i've listened to podcasts with robert downey jr like actually randomly a handful of them like i've heard a few and mm-hmm. he's just like i don't think he's shutting the door completely but like it's basically, you know, like all like the I'm way. Done. Like he's he's done, you know. So yeah. it's like, and and I think that is going to be hard at first. Mm-hmm. But I also think like now that Iron Man and Captain America are gone, like yeah. there is so much room for other characters to grow. Mm-hmm. And 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 I mean, unfortunately, some pe- like some characters that were that we wish were going to grow, like like Black Panther, are, are, we're not going to get expanded upon yeah. because of his tragic death. But like. Wanda, like, just in her show alone, like, they expanded so much on her, and now she's a fan favorite. Mm-hmm. Like, people people who liked Wanda before, like, love her now, and, like, are really pushing her, and people who didn't really notice her before are like, whoa, like, I did not realize that there was such an in-depth character in front of my face this whole time. Right. Um, that is cool. And That's so there, there's just a lot of opportunity for growth for other characters. Mm-hmm. If you had to choose top three, what would you say your top three are in the the Marvel universe so far? Like 
movies. And then characters. We'll like characters movies. that are still alive or just the whole MCU? Um, we'll do. We'll start off with the movies. Which movies you like the most? Mm-hmm. And then maybe explain a little bit why. And then we'll do the characters. Like, okay. And it can be any characters, dead yeah. or alive or whoever. So my first, probably my favorite movie is Captain America Civil War. Um, so like I mentioned earlier, Civil War um, is a huge Marvel event in the comics. And that was one of the first comic books that I that I bought. So that is an actual comic? That is an actual comic. Yeah. And, um, and I... I remember reading it, and I had read about Civil War before I bought it, like the the book, uh, or the the comic book, um, and I so I knew a little bit. I knew like Iron Man and, and Captain America fought just because the guy that I had read about it just kind of gave a brief overview of a bunch of stories, um, and I read it and I was like, this is just so interesting. Like even just knowing just at that time like so little about mm. the comics, I knew it was a big deal that the heroes were fighting amongst themselves and and i loved that story and so when they announced that they were going to do civil war as a movie i was very excited um about that and and i love captain america and so i loved basically getting another avengers movie without it being called avengers and i loved the dynamic of cap and iron man and then this new added aspect, which wasn't in the comics, of Baron Zemo manipulating everything, who, which Baron Zemo is a great character. I think uh, Daniel Brühl, I believe is his name, played him perfectly. Um, and, and they introduced a lot of cool characters in that movie. Like That was the first introduction of Tom Holland's Spider-Man, Chadwick Boseman's Black Panther. And there was just so much heart and, and struggle in that movie. And I, and I think that's why I love it. Um, number two is I mean it's, it's hard not to say in game yeah like it's a great film it, it's so good and it's just it's the culmination of everything like we've talked for extensively on this podcast alone it's just it's so enjoyable I mean I cried I, I, I cheered I clapped in the theater and I just still get so much joy watching it my number three it, it's probably and I'm probably not giving myself a lot of variety. Um, it's probably a toss-up between Thor 3 and Captain America 1. Um, Captain mm. America 1 has a special place to me in particular because that movie is when I started to get it. Mm-hmm. Like That's when I had just started really reading about comics and starting to to buy comics and getting into it, <clears throat> and I remember watching a trailer for Captain America one, and I was like, "Wait a second, like I think this is connected to all the other movies." <laughs> and I can remember like talking to my dad, showing him the trailer, and be like, "This is connected to Thor, and this is connected to Iron Man. Like they're all connected." Like, and that is special to me because that's when I really started like it clicked, mm-hmm. and that's when I like that's when comic books really started going for me. Um, and I think I, Captain America one's an enjoyable film. Yeah. Also, I, it's a ton of fun. Great characters. Yeah. That that um, one's cool because it obviously it's the first one that's going to introduce a character, mm-hmm. but like it's cool to see how we have Captain America today. Right. You know, and like his, even as a young guy, scrawny guy, like mm-hmm. he's he's the same guy just now. Exactly. He's, now he's built. It's and so I, cool. I think it's also an extra fun because it's like 
a timepiece, like it's a war film, mm-hmm. but it's also a superhero film, which you don't get often. And so that was fun. And I think Thor 3, it's a toss-up between that one and Thor 3, because Thor 3, for anyone who's seen all the Thors and knows anything about the MCU, like Thor 3 turned Thor on his head. Yeah. Because Thor at the time, at, up until that point, was kind of just like this very stoic, like, oh, I, I'm Thor, I can do whatever, blah, blah, blah. And Thor 3 basically took him down three or four pegs and then brought him up six more <laughs> while also making him a funny, enjoyable, but also like very serious character. And there's a lot of of just new things that they did with Thor in that one. Yeah. And it's just, it's hilarious. And <laughs> if you haven't seen it, go watch it. Is that Ragnarok? Thor Ragnarok, yeah. yeah. That's hilarious. <laughs> so I think for the movies, that's my top three. Um, as for characters... I kind of mentioned earlier, Captain America is mm. my favorite character. And I like Captain America not because he's this patriot and because he's American. Like You don't like patriots or something? <laughs> that's not, no, that's not what I'm saying. But like, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Captain America, to me, represents what the world should be and what it should be striving towards. Because Captain America, like in the comics, um, he is... he. He wants equality. He wants like, like he he's fighting for everyone. He's fighting for the poor, for for the disenfranchised, for for the people struggling. Like he he realizes that America is not like this this like happy go lucky place. Like America is hard, mm-hmm. and most people would say like Captain America is the most Captain America when he is is fighting for the little guy and pushing back against the government or whoever is trying to oppress them. Mm-hmm. Um I mean like and like we're going to like in the comics he like when he got old like he rapidly aged in the comics he gave his his shield to to Falcon and and I think that was a big step for Captain America and and I think that showed that he that he's fighting for everyone and he he knows what the world needs and he knew it like at that time like falcon is going to be what the world needs right now and I, and I trust him and i think he's just noble and just he loves everyone and i mean i think while he's not explicitly christian in the comics like for me personally, like I think Captain America shows the ideals of loving everyone and accepting everyone and pushing them forward ahead of himself and and like and like I said, just fighting for what is right and not what what is good. And mm-hmm. like I think they they sum it up in Captain America one perfectly is like like Steve Rogers was chosen not because he's a perfect soldier or because he's the strong guy, but because he's a good man. And I think. That's why I like it because that's something you can look to, and, and relatable. I, yeah, he's relatable and and he's. I just think he's interesting. He has a ton of backstory. I hope I didn't get too political talking about him. That's okay. Um, we just know who you vote for. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, um, I, so why did they? Why did they take him out? Like I have no that that was confusing to me because I was like, so I mean, on paper, it's his contract was up. And, oh, like the actor Chris Evans? Yeah, like his oh. contract was up. Um, story-wise, I think that it was just time. Mm. And I think they wanted to move. And 
in a new direction with Sam, which I fully support. If you're watching Falcon and Winter Soldier, I think that's where we're headed personally. I think it's heading towards Sam being the new Captain America. Mm-hmm. And I'm all for that. I'm super stoked. I've been reading Sam as Captain America recently. I actually have one who that I ordered the other day that just arrived today at my house. Nice. Um, and he's... And yeah, don't even get me started on Sam. I think Sam's an awesome character. I'm super excited to see where they go with him. Um, so I think... I just really think they're kind of moving from, not away necessarily, but just, I mean, they are moving away, but moving away from those like core six mm-hmm. characters, like from the first Avengers. Yeah. And like I said, they want to build these new characters. They want to build on Wakanda. They want to build on on Tom Holland as Spider-Man. They want to build on... Um, I mean, Doctor Strange, like all these new people, these this, this new blood, they, <laughs> they they want to build on that, and like because like it, it's interesting, and in a move and on the screen, there's only so much you can do with the character before you're just like, all right, like you, we've we've seen them all, we like get, there's not have, much yeah. to do left. I agree with that because there to a certain point, you we all know that Captain America is one. He's never going to give up, right? Right. Like, he's never going to back down from anybody. Even if he's losing, he's never going to give up or quit. Mm-hmm. That's a guarantee. Exactly. And then we know that. We basically know his patterns already. Mm-hmm. We know, like, he's going to lead the charge. Even if he says he's not in the beginning, it's, he's just he's going to rise up and do it, you know? Right. Like, there's no point in... Expanding on what we Expanding on an arc that's completed. Yeah. True. That's a good way to put it. Um, if... So, what are you... I was going to say, what do you think, or who do you think is, but you obviously probably know. Who's, like, the strongest out of all the Avengers we've seen so far? And then, like, if there's, like, another one that people don't know of, who is there, like, a strongest of, like, heroes? Yeah, so I think... <clears throat> I think if we're really going to say who's the strongest, I'm going to say Scarlet Witch, just right off the bat. Oh, right, right, I right. think she could tear anyone apart if she wanted to. Like, um, literally, right? Like, just, like, yeah, just, without even touching them? Yeah, just totally just... I mean, she could, like, snap and put them out of existence if she wanted to, in my opinion. Um, a character that I think is extremely powerful and it's very interesting, and I, I wish I would have mentioned him earlier when you mentioned, like, who do you think should be brought in, is a character named Sentry um, in the comics. he He's basically... Superman in or yeah he's basically like Superman on steroids to me wow he like he like the way they describe him in the comics he's he has the power of a of a thousand exploding suns and Dang. he's an interesting character and I think he should be brought in and he also has an interesting dynamic within himself because he he almost has a split personality because there's a version of him called the void that comes out and it's basically like a super dark celestial being that just oh, geez. hates everything pretty much. And so he's constantly battling that like internally and sometimes externally. So I think that's interesting. Wow. Yeah. It'd be cool to see that come to life. That'd be interesting. That would be cool. Cause you could do a ton of oh, movies yeah. on that explaining. For sure. That's so cool. It's crazy how they just have literally endless possibilities endless. of what they can do. So we probably should expect them to never stop making movies. 
but there probably will be a gap, right? Like I we, think we I don't think Marvel will stop making movies. Mm-hmm. I think we should expect some point in the future a reboot or just leaving the MCU and going somewhere and making a new Marvel universe. Mm-hmm. Um, just because, like I said, movies are, are kind of hard to keep, like, it, it's, I feel like it's impossible to say, like, there's going to be an MCU for 50 years, mm-hmm. um, because at that point, like, well, I mean, we'll take Tom Holland example, he'll be 60, like, it's hard to have Spider-Man, like, he's only 10, uh, <laughs> oh, here's the, the 10th Spider-Man, um, like 50 years later and i and i think they should because like i think they 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 at some point should just say this is the end mm-hmm. um i think i think anything that just go like a t- any tv show like yeah like friends friends Seinfeld. like like all any show that goes too long like everyone will say well at this point i just kind of got old and like just repetitive and mm. stuff like that. And like, at that point, you're like, I just wish they would have ended it on a good note and I would have enjoyed that. Yeah. So I, I hope they do that and I hope they don't run the MCU into the ground. Um, so that's my hope. Yeah. Well, I, I personally don't see that happening anytime soon. No. But I see what you mean and it's definitely a possibility that they could do that. Because you got to think at the end of the day, like Marvel, like the people who are creating these movies are... They want money, you know, right. and they make a ton of money in like here and in different countries, and so it's like, why would they stop if they're right. bringing in like millions? I'm I'm hoping they have like another like Thanos level threat of like this character that they build up for for years and years, and then they they fight and they defeat, mm-hmm. and I hope after that one they're like, all right, that's that's the end of this this super long saga, um, and then. Who knows? Maybe they take three, four, two, three, four years off, and mm-hmm. then, all right, we're doing something new, and they start something else and try something new. So that'd be awesome. Yeah, I mean, it just really no one knows. So I think the coolest part about it is that nobody was expecting it until like middle of phase two or like yeah. beginning of it. So like you had a lot of stuff that you're like, oh, this is connected, kind of like you were talking about earlier not even knowing it was going to lead up to this big thing, unless you kind of had an idea with comics. But mm-hmm. like for the average viewer, that like me, I don't read. I've watched all the movies. I've seen them all multiple times. But I had no idea it was leading up to this bigger thing until I got to the end. And so mm-hmm. like I remember watching Iron Man 1 like at my house with my siblings. And we were like, what? Like what's next? Like what are they yeah. going to do next? And then you kind of forget about it. And then Iron Man 2 comes out, and you're like, what? And then you just kind of like that yeah. same process. And then you never realize, because you don't read the comics, it's like you never realize it's going to be like Thanos is coming, right? Like, right. And which it makes it 10 times better to me, because if you already kind of know what's going to happen at the end or like what the end is going to be, it takes away a huge part of the story. Like, I, th- I, like think, I think you're right. That's like reading a book and already knowing the ending. And like, right. you know, it's just, there's no point of like really putting that much time mm. and investment into it if you already know how it's going to end. So right. I think that's cool. And if they were to do that, that would be freaking cool because, I mean, I don't know any other villains. You might. And you could, it's cool because you could speculate and you're like, 
for you being knowledgeable on the subject, you could be like, oh, well, I think this is what they're doing. And like in mm -hmm. a few years, we'll see this happen. Yeah. But for the average viewer, it's going to be like a whole new experience and a whole new thing, which, which is cool. And it's cool. Like what you said, like you said, Tom Holland, eventually he's going to age and he's not going to be able to actually play Spider-Man anymore, which is so true. Like, I, I don't know why I didn't think of that, but like obviously right. he's going to get older. And he, He's lucky with a young face. So, and sure. I think Tom Holland <laughs> will stick around for a while. Yeah. But like, yeah, at a point, like he's going to get like. It's going to be noticeable that he's older, right. like just like with Robert Downey Jr. and like yeah, because in the first one he's, he looks pretty pretty he, dang good. He looks pretty good. And now he's like, oh man, he's kind of got that crow's feet and like <laughs> gross feet, crow's feet. By oh, his crow's eye. feet. Yeah, but that's amazing, man. Have you ever thought about starting a YouTube channel? Like I talking about I, this? Yes, <laughs> I have thought about making a TikTok account, um, making a YouTube channel, and. I, I think what holds me back is there's just so many more like like you and Danny think of me as like very knowledgeable and, and I'll admit I'm knowledgeable but there are so many more people who are even more knowledgeable than I am um, there's they're so smart and they've and they're older than me so they they they've grown up for for decades and decades with mm -hmm. these people and I mean like if I if I had to give any recommendations like new rock stars on YouTube um, Comics explained, um, and then TikTok, which is kind of blown up right now. Uh, Straw Hat Goofy, I believe, is his name. He's a really good good one. Here's um, here's the thing. I think you said I thought about making a YouTube. I thought about making a TikTok. My advice to you is stop thinking and just mm -hmm. do it. Like, because here's the thing: it doesn't it doesn't matter, right? Right. You know how many people have podcasts and I've started a podcast? Like, That's true. It's like it doesn't. It truly doesn't matter. If you yeah. love it and you love explaining it, I think you should do it. Because you've just explained this to me in a way that's like, like you've been saying it's palatable. It's easy for me to understand and digest. And mm -hmm. the, the viewers are going to have a, like a terrific time hearing this because right. they can understand what you're saying. And yeah. so, and, and the beautiful thing is like, they may be older, but like you're younger. You have the advantage of being young. You have technology on your side and, and knowledge of this technology and trends and social media. And it's like it's never too late, bro. It's like right. You know way more than the average person. There are people That's that fair. know more than you, but like, like take Joe Rogan for example. Like people know way more than him, hmm. but he he does his thing, and like people people like that. You know, right. There's, it's all subjective at the end of the day. It's like there's no wrong way to do something because if it's right to you and you like to do it, then it's like, that's true. You know? So, yeah. Cause it would be so cool if you just like a TikTok would be nice. I got like something in my throat. I don't know what it is, but no, yeah. <laughs> this happened last time too. I don't know who it was with, but anyways, um, I get emotional <laughs> No, but seriously, you could just set up a phone and be like, yeah, listen guys, I'm going to break down. You know, in game, in however long a TikTok is, I don't. Even, I've known nothing about uh, TikTok. But like, I think the longest is sixty seconds. So like a minute. I'm gonna break down Avengers in a minute. You know, and then you could do yeah. it, make it like cool, put the little pop up things, you know, like with the text. Yeah. And that'd be cool. It'd be the end of it. Like, and then, just like with this thing that I'm doing, the more you do it, the better you'll get. Yeah. And so it, it's just, and it's fun. Like it is fun. We have this idea in our heads nowadays that. And I do too, and I have to fight it because I'm like, man, I want like everybody to watch these podcasts. But right, 
first of all, I know I'm not good enough yet to where people would want to watch it because the majority of my viewers are people who know me, right? Right. And people who know the guests. So it makes sense. You know, I don't, I'm not going to get a random viewer from a person down the street who doesn't know me or my guest. Like it, right. maybe if they happen to hear the topic and they, they find the topic something interesting, they'll give it a listen. But other than that, it's just going to be people I know, you know? Yeah. But it's like we, I love it. And I'm getting better at it and I have mm-hmm. a passion for it. And so I'm yeah. just going to jump in it, you know? Yeah, I, I probably should. I mean, there's just, I know we've talked at length about like, oh, do you want to write comics? Do you want to draw comics? And so, I mean, I think even just doing a TikTok would be a step in the right direction. So, yeah, I, I might need to start doing that. Mm-hmm. I would recommend it because I would watch and I know Daniel would watch. And, I, mm-hmm. you know, there's a bunch of people out there that would watch, you know. Yeah. And you'll find your own voice because people, people like to listen to you talk. Like, I like to listen to you talk on something <laughs> you're knowledgeable you. about, you know. Yeah. If you're talking about, like, sports cars... Maybe that's a different subject, right? I wouldn't probably listen to that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know anything about that. <laughs> yeah, but I think you should start a YouTube channel for sure. Breakdown yeah. movies. <clears throat> and, oh, this is what I was going to say, though. I totally lost track of it. No, you're good. But we we like we get this idea of like, oh, man, I'm going to start this, and then it's going to blow up. Like, you think about the numbers. You think about the success. And like, because you, mm-hmm. you listen and you see these people that you, you, you're interested in on YouTube and stuff, and they have the numbers already. But what you don't realize is that like, it took them... 10 years to get that successful there's a common saying it's like a lot of people who are you know quote unquote successful or famous or whatever they say it took me 10 years to become an overnight success and i like i truly try to like think about that i'm like wow like how crazy is that that like they've been putting in the work they've been doing episodes every friday every single day whatever it is every day for 10 years and then after they're like 100 or 1000th episode let's say somebody notices it and they're like whoa this is actually good and then people start to listen and then yeah. they start to like i don't know if you know who jordan peterson is mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know his background but he's just super knowledgeable guy and he, yeah. he's just some sort of i don't even know doctor i honestly i don't know i sound like an idiot right now but he's he's like blown up over the recent years and he basically gives advice and tells you like listen like if you want to do something for yourself like to develop healthy habits and to like Mm -hmm. just to be the best version of yourself like you got to do the things that are necessary and then he says that too because like overnight like he was on the joe rogan podcast Mm -hmm. and then a couple other podcasts and then like the next day he was like boom like all over the news you know like right and so it's just the consistency of doing it and the passion behind it Mm. will just lead to good things and like it doesn't even have to be like, that doesn't mean sponsors or ads yeah. or money, you know, because that's just, that would be cool. But like at the end of the day, if you're having a fun time doing it, like instead of going home and just kind of just chilling, you could be putting your time in that and then seeing the benefits of it because right. some people could enjoy it, you know, mm-hmm. I think you should do it. I think that I'm super biased, but it's <laughs> yeah. because I'm, I'm kind of caught. I kind of caught the bug. Yeah, I've, I've caught the bug. I'm trying to do episodes every every week now. I'm always thinking about it. I stay up, you know, pretty late sometimes working on these episodes. Yeah. Especially now that I have like a, a job, like a part-time job. It's like my schedule is a little less flexible and right. more time consumed at work and doing other stuff. So, yeah, but man. it's like all I think about, you know, like, and I know you're similar with comics. I know you think about this stuff and you're like, yeah. you think of new characters. And so it would just be cool to put that in the world. Because if yeah, you don't, man. then it's just going to be lost. 
in the universe. That's fair. Dude, one thing. So yeah. we've been talking for a while, so I don't want to keep it too much longer, but we I wanted to bring up the fact that you used to weigh what, like how much did you used oh, to weigh? Yeah. So I used to weigh so I'm I'm pretty small right now, but I used to weigh around two hundred pounds. And what do you so for reference, how tall are you? I'm five five. I'm I'm very short. <laughs> five five and what do you weigh right now? One twenty five. Okay, so you used to weigh two hundred pounds. When I yeah. first met you, you didn't look anything like this. <laughs> no. Um You're a little more uh round. Yes, I was I was a bit more of a circle back then and not less <laughs> of a line. A bit more of a circle. Um yeah, so I I spent a lot of my life being a bigger guy. I spent a lot a lot of years probably from from 6th grade all the way to my sophomore year of college being a pretty hefty guy, which I guess that doesn't sound like a long time, but like when you're a kid like if you're a little chubby, like whatever, you're just like kid chubby. But like mm-hmm. once I got into being a teenager and then starting to being a young adult, like it, it, I really noticed like I'm a, I'm a bigger guy. And well, sixth grade to sophomore in college is literally like half of your life. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, for me, like at that point in time, it was half my life. And it's only a little bit less than half of your life now. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like you're only right. 20 something and sixth grade is like the halfway mark, you know? Yeah. Right. And so you spent literally like the time you've probably been able to understand what like weight is Mm -hmm. all the way up until that point, like being a heavy guy. Being a heavy guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And almost all my friends were not heavy guys. A lot of my best friends, even my best friends now, like are very skinny, very healthy, like not bigger guys at all. And so I was always very conscious of my weight. Um, and I spent a lot of that time really just kind of like pushing it to, to the side and not really trying not to worry about it. But once you get older, you start worrying about, about image. And like for, for me, like I started worrying about girls. I started worrying about like, what do, what do other people think about me? Like, do people just see me as like a fat guy? Mm -hmm. Um, and it all just kind of came to a head, like my sophomore year of college. Um, I was living with Danny at the time. Um, we lived in a house with, with, with a few other guys. Um, there's, there was eight of us actually total. And I, and I had come back from, from, from winter break and I, and I just remember we were sitting up there one day and, and I, in our room and I was like, I am, I'm tired of being fat. I'm, I'm sick of being fat. Like I feel gross. I, I don't like the way I look. Um, cause I mean, like, me and Danny, like, the semester before would sit in our room and we'd eat a whole pizza and a tray of pasta from Domino's in, in, a, each. in a day each. And and that, as, as fun as that sounds now and, like, it, as delicious as it was, like, <laughs> it's not good for you. And, yeah. and I just remember being back, like, after winter break and my parents had really talked about, like, telling me, like, once Christmas is over, like, me and your dad, we're going to we're going to get healthy and we're going to start eating eating better and and they did they they ate better i mean they didn't go super hard like like i did at the time just because they they're, were adults they had jobs and adults and, are it's weird for adults cuz it's like they're they they don't know 
I, I don't want to say they don't know. And I don't want to say every adult, obviously, because there's some super fit adults. But a lot of adults have it in their head that it's just the way things are. Well, it's just, you know, I've always done this. So, like, why yeah. change it? Why change the routine now, you know? And, and like, so yeah. um, I came back and, and I had, was telling Danny this and he said, let's do it. Let's let's actually do it. Like, let's let's actually put in the work. And I said, okay. And so I, I bought meat, I bought vegetables, and then we started doing Insanity. Um, if anyone has ever done Insanity, you know it's actually insane and it's <laughs> really hard. Yeah. And the, very quickly I was like, this is hard. I don't think I can do this. And, and luckily I had Danny there to, to push me. But the thing that I always think back to the most of like, what really made me start losing weight and like get serious was I had a guy come into our room and we had probably just finished an insanity workout. Um, and he, I don't think he knew that I was doing insanity at the time. And he was also a bigger guy. And he said, yeah, I just got back from doing insanity. And he looked at me and he said, I don't think you can do it. And that royally pissed me off he said that to you he said it straight to my face like purposefully went out of his way to tell me that i couldn't do something and i just remember being like i can't believe this guy just said that to me and i i don't think i said anything the rest of the time he was in our room and he left and danny was like are you you good, man? Like, I, I'm normally a quiet guy, but he, he had known me long enough to know, like, something was wrong. And I said, he just said I couldn't do that. I've been doing that. Like, I know I can do this. And and that just made me so angry that someone told me that I couldn't do something. And so I spent the rest of that semester doing insanity and putting in the work and putting in the effort. And I never said anything to this guy. I never went up to him and said, like, I can do it like I told like I know I can do it like you're wrong I never went up to him but in my head I just I wanted to prove to myself that I could Mm -hmm. and so at the end of that semester I think I'd lost 30 to 40 pounds um which is a lot Mm -hmm. within five months um and that just kind of put me on this this track to to be where I am now. And there's definitely been some some highs and some lows in it. I mean, there's there was a point um, a couple of years ago where I was I wasn't fat anymore, but I was unhealthy because I wasn't eating enough, and because mm-hmm. I was I, I was just eating the bare minimum to make it through the day. And like I had friends like asking my fiance, who's now my wife at the time. Uh, my wife, who was my fiance at the time, if mm-hmm. I was okay because they thought I was sick, and and so because of all the weight loss, because of all the weight loss, <laughs> and like there's pictures like that my wife shows me, and she's like, "This is the why I was worried," and I I look just like kind of like dead and like tired, and my eyes are like just black, it's like sunken in, it's sunken in, like there's shadows and. I never realized at the time because I was just like, oh, I'm not eating too many calories, so I must be, I must be okay. Like, I must be all right. Um, and now, for the past year, I've been working out more consistently, doing doing kettlebell stuff and 
making sure I'm eating the right amount and and gaining healthy weight. And and right now I'm I'm probably at my peak physical condition that I think I've been in a long time, mm-hmm. and maybe ever. And so yeah, I've been through a lot physically wise, like weight wise, and so. Yeah, I mean, it's just been a crazy journey. It has been, dude. I, yeah. I remember, I remember seeing you that first time, and like, you know, I'm not, super, I'm not judgmental. I'm like, oh, cool, mm-hmm. like whatever. Like, I didn't. Your weight didn't appear. Like, obviously, you see somebody and you right. know they're bigger. But in my head, I wasn't like, oh, this guy's a fat guy. You know, like I was just like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, that's Chase. There's Chase. And then I think legit, I think the next time I saw you, you, I think it was the next time because it would have been like at least a year, maybe two. I since think I you're had. right. The next time you were skinny, I was like, "Who is this guy?" It's like I, total, like yeah, total. You look like a different person. Like that, that summer after I had initially lost like the first 40, 50 pounds, I went home and people I had known for years would re- introduce themselves to me, and I'm like, "It's it's Chase," and they were like, "Chase," <laughs> like, "That's your Chase," and yeah. I was like, "Yeah," and they were like, "You look like a different human." And that was like so weird to me because I was like, I don't think I look that different. Yeah. But like, looking back at old pictures now, I'm like, wow, I really do look like. I honestly like think of myself in two. Like, I think of old me as a different person. Like, I, I call him Fat Chase, but like, <laughs> like I I think of that as a different person because I can't even imagine being back there anymore. Because not only did I change physically, but I also changed mentally and like my confidence levels accelerated so I became more outgoing and and it, it's weird to think back to being a fat guy or a bigger guy and why don't you like to say fat guy I mean because I know there's people who who, who have it worse than me and and are like I wish I could be 200 pounds um and so well I mean it's perspective right like, it is perspective 200 pounds to you is maybe 300 pounds to somebody else that's like a higher that's true but you know I, I understand what you're saying but I mean like so yeah like I, I mean Fat Chase was I mean you can ask Daniel like I I think a weight played a large part into my my, my personality yeah um, and when I was when I was a freshman in college like I sat in me and Daniel's room probably 90% of the time and just watched TV or played games and I didn't really have any friends outside of Daniel Mm -hmm. and then once I started losing weight and I started putting myself out there I I made a ton of friends I have so many great friends now Um, I still have friends from back when I was fat like but yeah I mean just the weight loss just changed so much about me not like I said, not just physically, but just just every part of me changed, which in and of itself is just insane to me. Mm. So that's crazy. Yeah. And you did this all doing keto, right? Like that was your main. Was so, it, that was your main. So when I first started, I started on keto, which I know now is not a good diet before all you crazy people I'm like keto's a bad blah blah blah. Well, you shouldn't be doing it. I think I think honestly, I think it just depends. Right. On like. Your health, right? Yeah. It depends on what condition you're in, and it depends on how strict you are. And, and I don't know. think, because me and Daniel did keto, I don't think we did it right. We didn't really, like, be like, we need to eat this, like, a ton of butter and cream. Like, we just were like, let's just eat meat and vegetables, which in and of itself isn't bad. Yeah. Um, 
I think nowadays I know like you need you need carbs to to make it, but like at the yeah. time when I when I first started losing weight, um, yeah, I I don't think I ate carbs until, I think I went, I don't even know how long without having carbs, and then once I like reached a certain weight, I was like, all right, I'll have a cheat day, and then as time has gone on, I now I just kind of. Honestly, I eat whatever I want as long as I'm not eating in like too much of a surplus because that's when it's it's unhealthy. Yeah, that's crazy, man. Yeah, I think I would agree that. I mean, I don't know all the science behind it or anything, but I think keto is just very unsustainable. It's hard to sustain not eating carbs in a carb world. Exactly. And, but I think your body needs your body needs that fat. That like that's like a like fat is good oh yeah for you. no fat is not bad i think there's just a horrible misconception on fat yeah so i i agree i think because like avocado and I, I can't it's really the only good fat that i know i know there's more but like avocado is like a great fat and like you need that for to live mm-hmm. yeah so yeah that's amazing man i can't it was such a crazy change right because i first i didn't even know you that well but then whenever I saw you again, I was like, who is this guy? What do you do with the other chaser that I yeah. knew? Which is inspiring to a lot of people, man. And so I know this is, you probably, your mental health probably has gone up too. I just, I would just assume, I don't know if you had any like issues in the past, but I just like personally for me, I've always kind of been in this, like in high school, I was kind of chubby, mm-hmm. never super fit. I played basketball, but I was like, I didn't lift any weights hardly. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, like skinny chubby but like i had like very little muscle mass mm-hmm. then i started to pick it up after high school i got you know and i started like i fell in love with the whole fitness yeah like world it's just it's so fun and it's it's crazy the difference it does have on your mind not mm-hmm. only your body but for me my issue is overeating like i i am a glutton to the fullest extent <laughs> when it comes to food like i have like a reputation literally everywhere i go that's like around people that i i know and like my family mm-hmm. taylor's family friends they're like okay if i don't finish my food aaron for sure will you know like mm-hmm. that's like my reputation which is kind of like for me whenever i'm in that mindset of like gluttony i'm like that i love that like give me yeah. all your food but from a health standpoint i'm like oh that's like my plate probably was way too many calories for me and like I don't count calories. I, I kind of do, kind of don't. I just try to keep track and make sure I don't have too much. I'm mm-hmm. not super strict on like measuring everything, but yeah, it's like it's crazy to see like the difference it has mentally. Because there are periods of time where I get kind of gain weight, and then I'll go up and go up, and then I'll look in the mirror, I'll be like, dude, I gotta, I gotta get it back on it, and then I'll, you know, change my routine, change the way I'm eating, and then that weight will go down, and I'll feel. I'll just feel 10 times better, not only like physically, but mentally. I feel more clear, more sharp, more energy throughout the day. Like I don't crash and like, it's just so amazing. Like, so whenever you were a fat guy, would like, did you notice like the clear difference between like that you were not healthy? Like, could you tell? But like whenever, before Daniel mentioned it to you, yeah before you were ever involved in that like could you tell like you weren't like or did you just feel normal does that make sense like what i'm asking yeah yeah so i i was aware that i was not healthy i i knew 
full well that I was unhealthy, but I I never really realized how bad, like when I would eat, I never really thought about like, what am I putting in my body? Like, what am I, like, because I, I drink diet soda now, but back then I drank just normal soda, just mm. way more than probably your average person. Right. And like, yeah, so I would I would drink juice and not water and like, I would eat like a double patty water burger and like a large fry and a large Coke. Yeah. And if you count all that, it's probably like 1800 calories alone. Just that water burger, that double water burger meal with all those things. And I, I didn't think about it, but I knew I was unhealthy and I knew, and for years I said, Oh, I want to change. I want to change. I want to change. Um, but it wasn't until like that Daniel really started pushing me to like, Let's let's focus on what you're putting in your body. Let's let's th- let's actually think about it. Um, like what what is good for your body? What is what is going to help you have the energy you need, and what is going to help build you up? Um, not and not like make you fat, but like what will build you up like as a person, and like what will get your body like to be strong. Mm-hmm. Um, so I never really thought about it, um, and luckily now, like what I'm putting in my body is such a big part of my life. It's it's a big part of my family's life, honestly, now. Because like, once I lost weight, my whole family lost weight. That's my amazing. brother lost a ton of weight. My, Was he my, chubby too? Yeah. Wow. My <laughs> sister lost a ton of weight. My dad lost a ton of weight. My mom has lost a ton of weight. Like, My whole family, like what we put in our bodies is important now. Um, and it's... And even as I've gotten older, it's become more important, especially now. Um, my wife is diabetic, so we really have to think about what we're putting in our bodies. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, at the time, like, I knew I was unhealthy, but I never thought about what I was eating and what it was actually doing to me. Yeah, yeah. A lot of, like, a lot of the time you don't know yeah unless you somebody kind of tells you or Mm -hmm. uh, because like if you're not if you're not like feeling 100 percent like optimal in your brain and your your mental space it's going to feel normal to you if that's your everyday Mm -hmm. life exactly and so it's crazy because i i've physically felt the difference you know like with the confidence and just your mental capacity yeah and it's i want like everybody to have it and like i Mm -hmm. this is what i tell everybody like because I, I, I try to rub a little bit of this aspect, like the health and fitness aspect, on almost everybody I meet or encounter. Right. I, I, and, like, I feel like that's my – I've always just felt called. Like, sometimes I don't do it right. Like, with probably, like, my family, I'll probably make them mad and they won't listen. But, you know, like, yeah. at least I, I attempt to do it in a way to where it's, like, like I want them to experience the change that they would go through, mm-hmm. the mental clarity, the – Absolutely. Even, like, you know, like, I used to get, like – like acne on my back, not bad, but like, mm. and when I started eating better, it would go away. Like I, I have legit, like knock on wood, like, like it's a blessing. I haven't been sick in a long, long time. Like, yeah, I mean, and I, I haven't felt ill. Oh yeah. I like, I haven't felt any sort of like sickness. I, you know, ibuprofen used to be something I took quite off, like not often, but like, you know, take it a, a decent amount. And I, I haven't taken ibuprofen in like, really months like if wow. not months years like i legit don't take any pain meds i don't like i'm just healthy and i'm optimal and i'm like mm-hmm. it's 
it's I couldn't imagine a world without that. And so it's cool to see that you like led the way for your family because yeah, it's super hard. It's hard to it's, it's hard to come hard. to terms with that if it's, you're not. It's hard the, to come to terms with. It's hard to commit in a world that. I would say probably your average person like doesn't know anything about like food and like like I don't think like if you were to ask someone how much or like what do you think like let's just do calories because people know calories like how many calories do you think's in a water burger like people don't know that information and mm-hmm. people don't know like they just don't know like the basics and like and like I mentioned, there is. I think you do need to know like what you're eating, and I mm-hmm. think it's important to know what's what's good, what's not like, and what's good and what's not is very variable depending mm-hmm. on you as a person. But like, I I hope everyone at some point like gets to a point where they understand food, but I also don't want them to get where they're obsessed about it. Cause I, you said you don't count calories. I spent, I still count calories, but I spent a long time being way too obsessed with calories. And that, when I was really obsessed with them, like my anxiety was at an all-time high. Cause if I ate a hundred calories over what I qualified as my limit, I would just lose it. And so, yeah, I mean, I, I hope everyone can, at some point, like get to. A point where they understand like nutrition yeah we'll put it in terms of like i hope they understand nutrition but i hope people never get to the point of like obsessive mm-hmm. because that's just unhealthy yeah you can go it's, overboard for it's sure. so interesting that there's just like this this line like that fine line of, yeah very very fine man there's the healthy line and then there's unhealthy fat and there's unhealthy like too skinny mm-hmm. yeah i agree man Chase, thank you for for coming on the show, man. Mm -hmm. We're going to wrap it up right here. Thanks for having me. Dude, I'm so glad you were able to come on and do this. And It's a fun weekend for you. I hope you got a little bit of publicity. You got a photo shoot (laughs) with Daniel. Yeah. That was cool. That was really cool. But, uh, man, I really appreciate you coming on. Yeah, man. I'm I'm happy to be here. This was so much fun. And, dude, before we end, I just want to say, like, props to you for, like, sticking with this. This is, I mean, this is so cool what you're doing, man. Thank you, bro. Appreciate it. I love you, dude. Talk to you later. Love you, man. Later. Thank you.